Thanks for tuning into this week's message. For more resources and information about Cedar Valley, please visit cvchurch.org. All right, so we're going to read out of the book of Luke this morning, chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. won't be the first time we read these verses, but I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. Those of you who are visiting with us, I know that there's a lot of visitors. I've met a lot of you this morning. We won't be up and down every time we read from the Bible. We do so the first time. It's sort of our tradition, just a way of reminding ourselves that this is God's holy word and his word is for us today. If you don't have a Bible, we have Bibles out on tabletops. You're welcome to grab one. It's a gift from us to you. Uh, Just be sure to grab the correct language. We have Spanish and English. So Luke chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, and it says this. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Let's pray. God, thank you for the opportunity we have to gather corporately to worship your holy name. Thank you that we can come together and help build each other's faith, God. Thank you for the encouragement that we are to feel up to this point. God, as we lean into your word for the next few minutes, God, would you just speak to our hearts in a way that we would be certain that is your voice. God, thank you. We love you. Thank you for the privilege to gather together. In Jesus' precious name we pray together. Everybody said. All right, so last week, Neil asked a question. That question was, what is your favorite Christmas movie? And uh, majority said, Home Alone. <laughs> Shocking, I've, I had never seen Home Alone. So I was like, Crystal, we've got... <laughs> I had seen Home Alone. I'm not a movie guy so much, but I have seen Home Alone. As a matter of fact... That's one of our family favorites as well. Our children love the movie Home Alone, and all the characters in the movie are absolutely hilarious, right? These pictures will show you, remind you of some of their just unique personalities. They each have their own roles, for sure, and they all have like a different kind of sense of humor, right? But here's the thing about Home Alone that we know is true, and we got to agree on this, is that all of their roles make the star of the movie shine even brighter, right? The whole purpose of this movie is that everything works to make the superstar of this show shine even brighter. But if I'm just being honest today, uh, Christmas, the Christmas season today, like 2023, it's a whole lot of busy. In movie talk, the star of Christmas is mostly one of the extras, and the extras of Christmas is mostly the star. Would you agree that the way culture has kind of taken hold of Christmas and the way we celebrate, would you, and listen, I know it's not the people in this church, I get it. These are some, y'all are some of the best Christians I know, and I know this ain't true of us, but for the people who aren't here today, the people who are out shopping right now, the people who are Preparing the lunch that you will go and, and someone had to do it, right? Someone had to stay home and, and, f- and fix everything for the family. But w- wouldn't you say that the way Christmas is today, like, it's so easy to get lost in the mix of Christmas. Some would say Christmas ain't even the same. How many of you would say that Christmas has become about the extras? Anybody? Okay. So the rush of shopping, the pressure to purchase... People put the focus on the travel, the itinerary, 
busy managing everybody's schedule when, when they're coming into town, when they're leaving, where they're going to sleep, ensuring that everything within the home is tidy, right, and ready to go. We've got the perfect picture ready for Instagram so that the whole world will know how spectacular our Christmas was this year because it really matters what other people think. We know that. It's true, right? We spend way more money than we intended to spend, for sure. Um, how many of you would be honest this morning and say, if I'm honest, even my, my Christmas is sometimes too much about the extras? Not a lot of honest people in the room today, but the goal is by the time we get to the end, you'd come to terms with the reality that Christmas has really become a lot about the extras. For me, I'm guilty of this. Listen, I can't tell you how excited I am for my favorite dish. I love menudo. You guys, just next time you go to a Mexican restaurant, order menudo, okay? You'll be thankful. The, the thing that I love to unwrap the most at Christmas is tamales for sure. Uh, of course, gifts, that's awesome. We, we let our kids kind of put a gift list and, and, and then I think we expect to buy everything on the list. Um, and then this year, my wife's like, hey, would you do something outside with the lights? Just do something. We got a house. Can you just do some lights? So I did a little something. I, I tried. It's all I had. Got the lights in the garage. That's, that's all I had. That's all I had. As a matter of fact, can I, can, I'm going to share something with you. I asked permission to do this from my daughter. But my daughter, Adelie, who's five years old, raise your hand if you have a five-ish year old at home. Anywhere between, let's say, younger than ten. All right, so this is going to, like, hit you guys hard because now she's praying at night. Sometimes her prayers are 30 minutes and sometimes they're 30 seconds. But every once in a while she says something that I'm like, whoa, that was amazing. I'm not doing real good when it comes to the Christmasing with Adelie. And I'm going to share with you a quick tidbit of her, one of her recent prayers. Listen closely. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. We know you can stop us to be excited so we don't get noisy. And we're just so excited in Monday because you know the week. Because you know Jesus whose wheels going to go past at every single school week in Christmas. And care about Santa when he brings us presents and let it be calm and be safe and kind and respectful for Santa so he can get us the presents fast. She's five years old. Many of us are like that and I'm 42 years old. Today's option is the option to get lost or distracted in the extras of Christmas. The extras of Christmas. The story of Christmas is the most beautiful story ever told. Every part of it is true. Beside all of our Christmas skits were ruined last week when Nils showed us that it, he wasn't actually born in an inn or a hotel. So everything else is true besides that part. If you weren't here last week, go online, watch last week's message. It was so, so, so good. Um, the story of Christmas is the, the most beautiful story ever told, for sure. Like all movies, 
Christmas has a star. The story of Christmas has a star. The Christmas story has all the fills, right? It's filled with awe and wonder. The storyline is so supernatural. And the climax of the story is the promised king, the Messiah, the savior of the world, the superstar of the show. Christmas was and will always be the story of a loving father giving to humanity not what we wanted but what we needed. A savior, a king. His name is Jesus. Let's look at one of the scenes in this story, and I'm going to do my best to kind of give us a picture of what this would be like in terms of a movie, right? So we're going to take a scene of this movie, Jesus' birth. We'll start with Luke chapter 2, verse 8. It says this, That night where there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. That night, this is the night Jesus was born. There were shepherds staying in the fields nearby. Listen, a great movie, a great movie has extras in the movie who don't have speaking parts, right? This movie has extras that don't have speaking parts. Shepherds in general, just so you know, this scene takes place in the hills with shepherds, and shepherds was a very low job, right? Some, some say that these shepherds were social outcasts, despised, unreliable, nobodies. But they're in the movie. They're in the story. It's amazing that something happens to them. And uh, regarding the birth of Jesus, it's always cool when people, regular people like you and me, are a part of what God is doing, right? The first place they go is to the hillside. Luke chapter 2 verse 9 says, Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. Suddenly, you know what suddenly means? Suddenly he's like, boom, right? Yeah, Yeah, they were out in the moonlight just like this, working the fields with their sheep. And then all of a sudden, suddenly it was bright. Can you imagine the radiance? That's what it felt like. They're out in the moonlight, and then all of a sudden, the radiance. One, one writer says that it was like this over-the-top brilliance. Every light in heaven shined brightly suddenly. It scared them, I'm sure, because it wasn't familiar to them. They were out in the moonlight. The verse says they were terrified, and of course, they would be terrified. Completely unexpected. Luke chapter 2 verse 10 says, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Not only did this angel show up, but this angel now begins to speak. Of course he would say, don't be afraid. This is the announcement that would forever and ever change the world. And it happens out on the hillside. News that would bring great joy. They had been waiting on this. Listen, they had been waiting on this their whole lives. Look back, written about 700 years before the time of Jesus, the prophet Isaiah spoke of a son who would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. They had been waiting on this their whole life and out on the hills. This amazing awe and wonder scene takes place. And what's beautiful about this scene and this story is that it all 
points to the star of the show, to Jesus. Luke chapter 2, verse 13 says, Suddenly, again, now from one angel, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God. That word uh, great company, multitude in other translations, really means like every angel that was ever created, like too much to possibly count. It's an uncountable amount of angels shows up that night and they all sing together, just like we were singing just moments ago, singing together, praising the name of God. All of heaven, I believe, was waiting on this moment and they just began to worship God, the greatest concert in the middle of the hills. This is where Woodstock got their idea. The greatest outdoor hillside concert to ever take place the night Jesus was born. Everything that night was about the star of the show. And still to this day, he is the star of the show. He is the central focus of Christmas. And listen, I want to encourage you this Christmas season because we still have an opportunity to change this thing. Let us, let us do whatever it takes to pause in Christmas season when people are gathered in your home, let's do the right thing and pause and ensure that we are focusing on the star of Christmas. Let's not use the star of Christmas and this wonderful story to allow ourselves to indulge in our own traditions and create our own memories and let a full Christmas season go without ever stopping, pausing, and focusing on Jesus Christ, his birth. We still have the opportunity to do that. We still have the opportunity to not allow the extras to distract us from Jesus, but to allow the extras to point everything to Jesus. As parents with young children, this is a great opportunity for us to teach, to demonstrate, to help them understand how this story all works together, why we give gifts, the beauty of gathering around a table and sharing a meal together. There's so much power when we share a meal together with people we love, when we exchange gifts with one another. All of these things are great things. All the extras are great things, especially when they point to the star of the show. What a joy, what a joy to celebrate Christmas. What a moment to remember what God did and how he did it. So many details to the story. Let me give you a quick overview of this storyline, right? The, the, that just where we've been the last three days, the last three Sundays, excuse me. So, it's, yeah, it's a supernatural storyline, right? Only God could do this. You know, it starts with... You know, Luke chapter 1, chapter 2 starts with the angel coming to Mary and letting her know, hey, you will birth the God child, chosen by God. And we're so moved by her response, right? Just an amazing response of Mary in such a moment where I'm sure there was intense pressure. Talks about a pregnancy. She's engaged to be married. It's going to be a virgin birth. 
Joseph's a key part of this story because of the Davidic line, you know, coming, you know, Jesus coming from the line of David, and that's such a beautiful part of the story. And then we talk about the census where this greedy king is going to be taxing people, but we see that that's really the providence of God bringing Joseph back to his original place, which is Bethlehem, right? And that's where, that's where King Jesus would be born. It was prophesied he'd be born there. And, you know, we talk about the nine-day journey of this eight-month pregnant woman, right, walking from one place to another and, and how hard that must have been. And then we have the suddenly out in the hillside, not one suddenly, but two suddenlies, right, the greatest outdoor concert ever, the greatest announcement ever given, the most, the brightest light ever uh, shown out on the hillside takes place. And then after that, the manger baby, right, King Jesus is born. The star of the show, the fulfillment of prophecy, fully God, fully man, born as a baby. Fully God, fully man, born as a baby. So much more to this incredible story, but enough to make the point. There are so many details. And if we're not careful, we can easily slip into getting lost in the details of Christmas. The menu, the Christmas card, which if you haven't sent your Christmas card out, good luck that it gets there by Christmas. <laughs> the PJs, making sure that the, the, the setting is right. The memories that we're gonna try to capture because the kids are small and we just wanna make sure we do everything right and we've been inspired by this place on this Pinterest idea was awesome, and that's what we're going to do this year, and everybody has to do certain things. Just trying to line up a perfect Christmas, maybe it's the first time a child who's now married comes with his wife, and you just want to make sure and line that thing up just perfectly, and we, it's just so easy to get lost in the details of Christmas, and I, we just want to encourage you, strongly suggest that you pause, that you remember the star of the show and that everything we do all the beautiful traditions that everything we do we always allow those things to point to Jesus the chaos of Christmas can easily distract us from the star of Christmas let's talk about the superstar of Christmas Luke chapter 2 6 and 7 let's back up a few verses it says and while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in snuggly strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Here's the why for everything. That baby was King Jesus. He was and is the star of the story. The truth is, without Jesus, we would have no hope. What would your life look like without Jesus? What would life look like without Jesus? Some of you are in this room right now. You don't have to think too hard on that one. Because life is without Jesus right now. And you would say it's a living hell. It ain't good. It's been difficult. It's been hard. Hopeless. 
what's life like without Jesus? Without Jesus, we have no, 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 no story. Not a movie without Jesus. We would be slaves to sin, carrying the weight of our sin on our shoulders. Shame would rule us. That heavy burden would be too much to bear. There would be no salvation if there was no Jesus. No eternal life if there was no Jesus. The Christmas option is keeping Jesus at the center of Christmas and refraining from simply using his story to create our own memories, our own festivities, our own traditions. All these extra things are great things. Don't take this. They're all great things. All of them are great as long as they point to Jesus. As long as they point to Jesus. To gather with family is such a beautiful thing. To exchange gifts is a beautiful thing. What happens if you take Kevin out of home alone? It ain't the same. What happens if you take Jesus out of Christmas? It ain't the same. The big so what is always designed to hopefully stay in your mind for a few days. The goal is that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when life begins to happen, that you would have an easy way of remembering what we talked about. So our big so what today is this. I want you to get this in your mind and take this with you to Christmas this year. And that's this. Without the star, there is no story. And our job as believers, our job as fathers, our job as mothers, our job as grandparents, our job as husband, as wife, as grandpa, as grandma, our, our job as friend, our job as neighbor is to allow the Christmas story an opportunity for us to teach, to inspire, to encourage, to love. It's the why because of Jesus. It's because of Jesus. That's why we love. It's because of Jesus. That's, that's why we have gratitude. It's because of Jesus that we make all these sacrifices to get together. It's because of Jesus that we share this meal. It's because of King Jesus, the baby born as a savior of the world. The Christmas story is the greatest story ever told. It's the story of this loving father giving to humanity not what we wanted, but what we needed. King Jesus, without Without the star, there is no story. Let's preserve the story. Let's allow Jesus to be the focal point of our Christmas. Let's do that together.